Uh, you mentioned yesterday that you had a visit. Anything worth uh, recording or mentioning or talking about? Or it's uh, uh, not well. Um, let me go get my notes. Hang on. Okay. Let's see. There are some things in there. I did this late last night. I couldn't sleep because I was too <laughs> churning over just this the whole excuse me I'm gonna say the whole situation that we're in looks like it's being um no feels like it's being resolved but looks like there's a lot more crap uh coming up uh churning getting uncovered stuff like that um so I projected to the ship where I asked for a brief meeting, stating that I was in need of an update um, and whatever intelligence was available. So we went to a room where I was um, able to ask a few questions. Uh, the answers were limited, but, but they were enough for me, okay? So um, I asked for an update on the situation here on Earth, and that was denied. It was like, no. And I, I thought, okay. And I had the impression that the reason it was denied was because if they had said, oh, you're doing great, we would have relaxed at exactly the wrong moment. And if they said, oh, you're losing, we would have given up. And that wouldn't have helped. So it was just denied. Um, I did ask later, are we winning or losing? and was told, you're winning, keep going. Um, I said I was continuing to teach, but it was hard to see so many struggling. And I ended up getting all choked up um, at that point and realizing what's happening to so many people and so many children. And so then I had to uh, like struggle to, <clears throat> to get control of myself again. And I ended up asking, so is that whole thing regarding the abduction of people and children, is that um, being less and less? Is that coming down? And um, meaning our child capture and breeding operations being wiped out or at least reduced? And I was told, yes, very much so. Period. That was it. Yes, very much so. Um, so I then asked for protection for my children, and I was told simply noted, like, okay, we hear you, that kind of thing. Then I asked if the U.S. would be able to stay together or would break up, and the answer was, it will break up. It is already breaking up. And so then I was kind of like, hmm. Okay, so then I ask if Donald Trump was working for us or against us. And I thought long and hard about how to phrase that, how to frame that question, how to ask it. Um, the answer was for you. But he has a very big ego and continues to stumble over it. Now, I have to say, my own bias comes in here. And at that point, I said, 
I did not want to believe this. So I asked, how is he working for us? There is evidence to the contrary. And the answer was, he is breaking up the U.S. He is breaking up the corruption. Whoops, hang on a second. He is using his own brand of corruption to do so. He believes he can stand up to anyone and come out on top, the winner. He believes he can deal with any person or any situation, convincing them to work with him and then double-crossing them as needed. As such, he is a useful tool working to take over the reins from the corrupt ones. He will succeed only in breaking their control. So then I said, what can I say to my people to help them? And the answer was not what I wanted to hear. It was, there will be suffering. And I was like, well, that's not helpful. Um, and I was thinking, well, that's not very helpful. And the... Um, message that came back was, yes, it is. You'll know to prepare. Um, so then I asked, um, what about the sun and the micronova? And before I could even ask the rest of the question, the answer was, it is coming. As we said, there will be suffering. So then I said, well, I don't want to go through that. I asked to be picked up. And what they said was, your consciousness will be picked up. So then I said, well, I would also ask that this be offered to my children. They may not want to go, but it would be appreciated if the offer were made. Noted, was the reply. At this point, I left saying I wanted to make some notes and write down stuff before I forgot the details of what we talked about. So I interrupted the writing um, after a few minutes to go back and say thank you and send gratitude for the meeting, the information, and the ship surrounding all with pink light. And that was the end. So um, there's never a lot of information given, um, but there's always a feeling of having reached out, having been acknowledged, um, and having been given the truth, even though it's uh, not always what I want to hear, and I don't always understand the truth I have been given. So what about, for example, Kim? Kim has said uh, many times that uh, the micronova and such things are not a problem, that their technology exists to move that aside and that they have access to that technology. So is that not true or is it because it wouldn't be used or? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask that. I, I, all I got out was um, what about the sun and the micronova? And, and the answer was it is coming. It didn't say to who or when or where or how. Okay. or what we could or should or might do about it. They just said it is coming. There will be suffering. Um, and I thought afterwards, is that suffering because 
Um, people are worried about it beforehand because they don't know if there's technology to mitigate that. Is that because they're going to be hit full blast? Um, is there a reduction in the impact of that micronova in some places because they have, I'll call it spotty technology, where they can say, let's protect this area, let's protect that area, um, which I have seen in the past, they will selectively protect. Um, and, and that is amazing technology. Um, and then, so there's, there's questions there. Yeah. So if you ask them to be picked up and they said your, your, your consciousness will be picked up, it's taken for granted that, yes, that will happen, or it's just, yes, if this is to happen, only your consciousness, your body will die and your consciousness will be picked up. I assumed it meant that if there was a micronova, my consciousness would be picked up. But my question was, what about the rest of me? Yeah. What about the body? Um, that seemed to be deliberately avoided. So I do okay. know that the, the thing that is so critical, even the little men around robes said, your bodies are not particularly valuable. They're not. They're not. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? This is all we've got. <laughs> but they said, due to the level of development that you're at, <clears throat> that body is not to be worried about, not okay. to be uh, fussed over, not to be, you know, uh, so some of the things I saw were that that body was over in a hot second. So the attitude, and, and this was um, been reinforced dozens of times, the attitude that everybody has, everybody meaning all of the races that are more advanced than we are, is that the body is irrelevant, the consciousness is everything. That's not my attitude since I happen to be a human with a body. <laughs> so I'm like, can't you guys do any better than that? Not only that, but you talked a lot about the potential, the, the end state potential, and we use that word, right. potential of the human race. Why would you not want to at least help some of them move forward? Yeah, exactly. Well, the body that we end up with in the end state is not the one we have now. How different is it? How different is it? It's a lot different. Like when you say a lot, is it two legs, two arms, two <laughs> eyes, nose, and mouth? Or, you know, it's a yeah. humanoid form. It is a humanoid form. It is a humanoid form, but the internals are completely different. The function is completely different. The consciousness is completely different. So, um, so what you experience then would not happen because if you were able to experience that state, then is it other humanoid forms who have that potential as well? I thought I understood it was this current humanoid forms and state potential, not the one from the last Micronova 550,000 right. years ago. I understood it was this one. Well, hang on. Question. The question was, I, I felt that there was somewhere hope for this human race because the end state has so much potential because, this is just my understanding, because after thousands and thousands of years of being tweaked and there being different civilizations, we get to a point that we are today and that you have experienced that where we are at now in our devolution, evolution, like up and down and up and down, that right now we have, with our current genome 
and a current state without the vax, you know, <clears throat> necessarily, but whatever we have now, your state, that we have the potential to achieve this magnificent end state. Yeah. And it is worth saving the human race to a certain degree right. because we have that potential, which is beyond many of the races out there. That Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is so, true. So, then, so let me make a few comments in relation to that. Um, it looks like um, from where I stand and, and, and what I know that we were tweaked downward. Okay. That, that the humans who used to be here had devolved quite a bit. Okay. So, and then other people came along and tweaked us some more. So we have been experiencing exactly the same kind of uh, I'll call it injectable modification more than once in our history. The thing that has startled everybody um, watching all of the other races is how, uh, how resilient we became, how spunky, how... There's no other word to describe it except resilient, um, how energetic, how uh, inquisitive, how we were able to harmonize with so many parts of the world that we lived in and, and to be able to understand those parts from a different point of view of many of the beings who live on planets who don't have the kind of soil we have. They don't have the trees that we have. They don't have the plants. They don't have the animals. They don't have the flowers. They don't have a lot of things that exist here. And we have, in our curious and energetic little way, have said, oh, look at how this operates. And we have started tweaking the things around us in the same way that we have been tweaked. Okay, so that then to the observers said, wow, this generation, and we are considered a generation, uh, even though our generation is thousands of years long, um, this generation is pretty special. And, and if they can maintain that level of physical involvement and resilience and develop the kind of, of spirit, the kind of power that spirit offers, then they have the opportunity to become an extraordinary uh, example of what the humanoids all across the cosmos can become. Because, like I've said before, people either choose to go with the physical and they develop all the technology, but they're nothing without the technology. Or they, they dump the physical and they just go with the spiritual and learn how to generate a presence, a being of light. And they have other powers that are the same as the technology. Um, and, and so here we are, um, stuck in the middle with the both of them. <laughs> and there's this extraordinary excitement 
about what we can become. And so there have been little efforts to guide and to tweak a little further um, in ways that would predispose us to develop along those lines um, that would unfold us to an extraordinary state of what we call the end state. Um, it's really not an end, but it's, um, it's a, a state of being in which we have access to all of the physical stuff and all of the power of consciousness. And when you realize that the whole universe is energy and consciousness, then what you have at your fingertips is the power of that entire universe. And then, of course, you have lessons that have to be learned around what's appropriate behavior and, uh, and how, how to use that power, which I had a little taste of and was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, be still. Um, that's a very, very powerful, uh, it's a mind-blowing kind of power. So that's where we're at. Uh, we are tweaking the world around us. We are, some of us, I think, are on a path. Uh, what, what is that called? Technocracy? We're on the technocracy path. Some are 100% totally spiritual. But there's a big bunch of people in the middle who are really loving being physical beings and who are wanting to maintain that as part of their normal um, condition and then to add to that um, and evolve that. In, and maybe they don't know too much about the evolving part yet, but they will. Um, they have to survive. And here we are. Now somebody's tweaking us again. But, but my question is, if there's a micronova, uh, as it happened 50,000 years ago, where there was a more advanced, a more advanced civilization here, and then they became to it, it deteriorated because of a lot of the climate changes. And so pe people go back to survival, right? We don't think about evolving, we just think about. So I don't want to say what's the point, but if, 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 if again, the, the climate changes are expected and cannot, nothing can be done about that, we're doomed regardless, because there's no way we'll be able to continue our evolution. No, not really. Okay, so how, <laughs> uh, why not? Not really, because if we had been able to evolve a little faster, and it's not over yet, um, we would have been able to protect ourselves from that micronova. But okay? we can't. But, but we can't. We didn't evolve in that direction. Right mm -hmm. now, we can't. So well, so. that's true. Right now, we didn't. We didn't get going. We didn't get going fast enough. However. Our position of, uh, say, we are um, persons of interest to the people in the, that are um, observing us. And they are, the debate right now is this looks to us like those people are worth saving because of their, um, because of their astounding resilience, their energy, their spunk, their adaptability. If they can adapt to all that stuff, then they should be able to adapt to the degree that they can become, they can reach their full potential and unfold the power 
of spirit, of consciousness. It's really consciousness. We call it spirit because we can't see it. And so we say, oh, there's spirits in the room. It's just fields of consciousness. But um, that's the, the hope is that we will, that maybe we're, or that's the talk, put it that way, that maybe we are worth saving because of that potential. But it's still thousands of years of evolution. In other words, the end state or the potential that we have uh, is not something that we could achieve tomorrow or in this no. lifetime. Not in this lifetime. That's what I'm trying to see is that most of us will not see that in our lifetime. It might be a few um, generations down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, that is true. We have so many things, so many obstacles to achieving that. Um, but when the, um, when the attitude of others who have power is those people are worth saving, that gives us... Um, a position in which whatever happens, ready or not, whether we are ready or not, um, they are possibly ready to step in. And we've heard talk about that. Oh, we'll be picked up. Well, you know, and maybe not everybody will be picked up. Certainly not everybody will be picked up. Um, and those people who are uh, choosing to be injected are probably not going to be among those choices because they will have lost that incredible spunk, that incredible resilience and that energy and consciousness that the that <laughs> that kind of scares the daylights out of of the others watching us. Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I have. A, I just have a few questions in terms of someone like you who came here because you were uh, wanting a position to be able to see consciousness in other places, right? You wanted to. So the, the so the be beings that are watching, if we look at things from a grander scale, which okay. is very difficult for us to do that. So they have hope because it's like not something that you want to see when you are one of those beings who wants to create life to see that we are destroying ourselves, right? So there must be something that says, what can we do with this? You know, we spend so much time with this on this planet to try to involve these beings. What yes. can we do? To, isn't there like a mother-father, I don't know what other words to use right now, but a mother-father type of figure or a group of people that say, no, we need to try to keep this going. We need to try, what, what can we do? We pick some of them and put them on another planet or? Um, uh, no, no. Um that's exactly what I'm talking about is that they're taking that mother father position right now. Their attitude is that they will pick us up and, and keep some of us on board for 30 or 40 or more years until the dust settles, let's say. And uh, then we'll be returned and the planet will have healed a little bit. It will have changed maybe a lot. Um, we will have been educated to some extent by them, deeply uh, affected by how they do things and how they think about things. Um, and, and so the return would not be, we wouldn't be the same as we were before in terms of our consciousness. Uh, we probably would have evolved consciousness a little bit, but that's okay. Because the goal is to have that spunky, sassy 
you know, what we call in America that Yankee ingenuity that says, you know, let's let's do this. Let's get this done, get her done kind of attitude. I would probably and we continue to evolve. And we'd probably be very different if we got a few years, for example, I can see for myself, if I got a few years of being able to ask all the questions I want about my, his <laughs> about my history and, you know, where I'm yeah. from and what is all this about. And you, exactly. you, still keep, you still keep the fundamentals of who you are, but you understand a lot more of the bigger picture a lot that, more. that we haven't been told. I mean, all of our history has been yeah. hidden. The technology, the potential has been hidden. So, I mean, there's a fast... Um, uh, fast step progress, so to speak. And also, I would assume that after 40 years, we wouldn't necessarily age the way we believe we no. age now. So it would be, no. all of that would be very different. Yeah, we would probably come back a little bit younger, Chronolo not chronologically, but biologically younger. And also, people, you know, would ask if I, for example, say, yeah, I'd like to be picked up. Can I just ask? How does that work? You just yes, ask. you can ask. If you don't ask, you're not going to be noticed or heard. You need to ask. So um, there's a lot of people here right now. Um, a lot, a lot of ships, not a lot of people, a lot of big ships here. Um, thousands that are just kind of hanging out, waiting to see what happens over the next decade. For them, that's a very short amount of time. For us, that's a long time. You know, 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it's really not uh, 10 years. We don't know exactly when or if the micronova is going to happen or if any kind of poof or, you know, solar sneeze or whatever you want to call it is going to take place. Um, but they measure that kind of stuff and, and they have much better, um, what do you call it, forecasts, weather, weather forecasts, solar forecasts than we have and and the fact that there's so many here now says it's not that far away is it always the same people that will pick up in other words is it a group of uh, one race of beings that wants no. to or is it different races so how do you know if you're some ship comes by and says do you want to be picked up that's that that's the ones you want to go with maybe there's how do you know who's well you up? because the people that are um picking up are usually assigned who they're going to pick up, number one. And two, um, the bad guys are not interested in picking up anybody, um, saving anybody. They're, um, when that many of the good guys, I'll call it, we'll use a good, good guy, bad guy scenario. When they come around, the bad guys are like, ooh, we're out of here because there's usually fighting between them. Um, the, the, the rules, the, the rules of engagement, is that what they call it here, are very, very strict at that level. If you have been known to harm people, um, you don't show your face because you are fair game, period. We don't do that here. We put somebody in jail so they can't show their face. We execute them or do away with them, etc., and say, there, problem solved. Um, so that's, um, you know, there's no chance that they're, quote, going to go to jail if the bad boys show their face to the people that are here doing the protecting or doing the monitoring. Um, 
it's just like poof you're gone so you don't show your face so people because i i can see in comments and when we post things about this the topic of getting picked up there's a lot of people have resistance to that and say no i wouldn't leave my family behind and um how no. do you know who how do you know who's picking you up uh, they could be because we know that there's oh. a lot of slaves also uh, not slaves but there's a lot of, uh, of ships that come as we just talked about that pick up humans as slaves right they just pick yeah. them up and uh, so how do you know who's who and um there's all this uh, this manipulation also that's going that we all know there's manipulation yeah. that's going on so there's always a little bit of resistance to say you know well i would what i've seen in the past this is memories from a long time ago um the if the micronova is close the bad boys are out of here. They're not interested in picking up anybody. They're out, like out of the way, get out, save their own butt. Um, it's the people who are really good, who are willing to risk getting caught in that storm, that solar storm that are going to be picking people up. And that's why you have like two and a half seconds to say yes or no. Um, and you have to have decided beforehand, you have to have sent out a message saying, I want to be picked up. I will come back and work to start over again. And that's, uh, I mean, it all sounds so science fiction-y. And in many ways, it is. Um, it's, it's a whole new science of understanding our history. It's a whole new science of physics, it's a whole new science of consciousness, it's a whole new science of um, what I call futurism, as opposed to history. Um, it's a whole new introduction to a way of life that you may have never even dreamed existed. And you have to be ready for that. Not everybody is ready for that. And there's nothing wrong with saying, no, I want to stay with my family. We'll take our chances here. Nothing wrong with that. But then yesterday when you, you said that you, you went and you spoke to a, a group of beings and you asked the question to be picked up and they said, yes, your consciousness, was it just, we'll worry only about your consciousness and we're not going to worry about, <laughs> so what was that about? They're not actually picking you up then, they're just going to, you know. I, you know, all I could say is um, I actually had a picture, a little bit of a vision that came with that. Um, and it was that I would experience the shock of, oh, no, you know, here it is, it's over kind of thing, and boom, I'd, I'd be gone. The consciousness would be extracted, and I'd be gone. Um, and so the, the body is going to do whatever it does. Um, and so my concern was, you know, well, okay. Um, so, so I don't get to keep the same body and, and, and I then reminded myself, well, I know from my own experience that we create bodies on demand all the time. So why am I worrying about this one? Um, I shouldn't, I won't. But it's still a carbon based body of this planet that had the potential to evolve to an end state that was extraordinary. You, when, you'll re, when you'll recreate your body, you're not recreating a carbon-based earthly body. You're recreating something else. So it's not... I would assume that that's true. However, if there are survivors, my consciousness could be inserted into a survivor 
30 or 40 years down the road. Um, the exchange, that kind of exchange is not talked about a lot. However, it does happen more often than we would think. And so they would, those who survived would um, still have a carbon-based body, but they would have the consciousness that I had developed when I left here. Would it be a difference, a shock? Uh, yeah, it would be. So, yeah. And, and those beings that you met, because I know that um, we don't talk Maybe about I should them. say, hey, I want the whole body. Take the whole body. <laughs> <laughs> you took so much good care of it for your whole 70-something years. I know. I want to keep it. Um, but um, uh, the beings that you met, just last question about this, the meeting beings that you met that you went out and you projected and projected, oh, I don't know what you want to call it. Did you see anybody? So in other words, do you know who, you, what beings you're talking to? What, what um, race of beings you were talking to? Um, there were three different representatives there. Um, so when you go on board a ship, you don't, you don't get the captain and say, hey, I need to talk to you right now. <laughs> that just doesn't work. Um, there are um, people on board the ship who are communicators, who are, I don't know what to call them, kind of like ambassadors, uh, kind of counselors. Um, they are people who meet with others all the time and relay information back and forth. And um, there were three. Um, two of them looked very, very ordinary human. One did not. Um, one had a whole bunch of wrinkles right here. Um, and um, one was very tall, very tall. When I say very tall, you know, I'm five foot two if you stretch me a half an inch. <laughs> and so um, he was, I'm going to say, probably six foot nine or 10, maybe seven feet. So it was one of these kinds of things. <laughs> um, and then the other was a female, a woman, um, beautiful, beautiful woman, looked very Nordic, wasn't very tall, um, wasn't six or seven feet tall, um, was maybe five, nine, five, ten, something like that. Were those your people, like the, where, you, where you were originally from before you incarnated here? Yeah, there are people that um, I have worked with on and off. Um, I have a different name for them. You know, the the, wrink the guy with the wrinkles, um, I've worked with him before, and he's not from my, he's, a, he's from the Pleiadian group. All of those people, all those planets who have signed on to promote peace, um, to work toward uh, freedom and and development of the humanoid species across the cosmos. Those are the Pleiadians, the Pleiadian group. Um, and then in that group, there's just all kinds of people that uh, that are part of that group. And so my own particular people are from actually in the Pleiades, one of the minor planets in the Pleiades. <laughs> um, and then the wrinkly guy is, I'm not sure where he's from, but I've seen him so often. Um, he's the one who has appeared to me often with quick messages. 
Um, and, and I don't know where he's from, but I know he is, I, I don't know where his planet is, but I know that he is um, what we call Gentran, Gen, Gentran. Um, and then the um, other, the woman um, is one of the humanoids that is Nordic, very Nordic looking, but not very tall, surprisingly. So beautiful, beautiful woman. So, you know, there's a lot of people that, that claim that they have contact with Galactic Federation, Galactic Council, uh, World Federation of this, or et cetera, et cetera. There's all these. Is there any way to know if they're actually working together or it's all different groups or how? Because, for example, some people talk about uh, uh, Alana Danan, other people talk about Ashayana Dean and the, and the Galactic Council. Um, I might have the, the councils mixed up, but there's so many different names. So how do how do people know who's working? Are they all working together? Like, for example, when you went to that. Pretty council, much. OK, so they're all the same. There's no evil in there. There's all people just trying to help help us. Um, no, there's there's some. Um, it's mostly people trying to help. Let me say it this way. Um, I've been to some of those huge meetings, huge, so many people there. You can't even begin to get your mind around how many um, people, as far as you could see in the distance around this gigantic arena um, thing. It, it, it's astounding. Um, those are all people that are part of what we call, just for shorthand, the council. Okay? Some people call it the Galactic Council. Some people call it the Federation Council. Some people call it the Universal Council. Some people call it the Galactic Federation Council. It's Everybody's got their own term. Um, but it's similar to, uh, let me use a really poor analogy um well it's maybe not so poor we have um the united nations and then we have we refer to them as the un and then we also refer to them as um the peacekeepers or the un peacekeepers or the, you know it's all the same thing um we use shorthand to refer to the same thing well, that happens, you know, across the universe as well. Um, the people who are working together are pretty tight. Most of the time, they are absolutely <laughs> a wonderfully immovable force for good. They do take risks. Um, they put themselves in positions of great risk, trying to be of service. Uh, that's, what can I say? Humanoids of all sorts are willing to risk for one another. There are a few bad apples in the bunch. Um, there's been an, an effort on the part of the reptilians to take over an entire sector with a whole bunch of planets in it. Um, we're not the only planet struggling to get free of them. We just happen to be the ones that are the closest to actually achieving that. And so there's a lot of interest here and a lot of support coming our way. And all of that is in the background. Most people are just focused on what's happening here on the ground. 
and they're talking about Republicans and Democrats and I don't know um, the Rothschilds and the Clintons and the, the this and the that and da da da, and really that's all they need to focus on, um, and they're they're in it to the eyeballs. Whether you're taking into account what's happening uh, um, with the people supporting us, or whether you whether you think you're doing it all yourself, it's actually better if you think you're doing it all yourself because that leads to a place or position that you will hold of being, yes, we did this. Yes, we can do it, um, that kind of thing. So it isn't necessary that people know or get all caught up in labeling details and stuff like that, but we do, we're human. <laughs> My point in asking these questions is it's also interesting to expand your idea of our world. We limit our world to this little planet oh, yeah. and then to little USA and then or Canada or wherever you're from. And That's then we right. focus, but that there's a much bigger picture and that a lot of people don't focus on that bigger picture at all. Yeah. And, and and I think right. asking for me, I think asking about, well, who are they and do they get along? And why do we hear from one person that all oh, these they're bad and this person they're bad? And and then we kind of. Create, there's always a lot of separation, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, even Republicans and Democrats, and your God and my God, and and so there's. A, it seems like there's always um, conf not conflict, but there's always oh conflict. Well, yeah, <laughs> you can put it that way. So that's why I'm I I'm, I I find it of interest to ask these questions so that we actually broaden a little bit. And if you, yes. for example, last night you went out and asked questions. Well, I'm I'm curious to see. So who who did you ask questions to? Who answered you and you know, what, what was their intention or um, have they been here yeah. before or they do, do they communicate with anybody else, you know, so other than you? I think, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm a minor player, <laughs> but I want to say something in response to your statement about trying to broaden people's perspective of what's happening. When I um, sit down and really think about the bigger drama that's happening, I'm overwhelmed. It's just mind-blowing in so many ways. Um, and, and I think it is important that we understand that when we talk about, um, to use your example, well, some people say these are good and these are bad. Most of that is us, hum we humans, projecting our competitiveness out into the various groups. They're not competitive in the way that we are, that we think, um, but we give them that aura of uh, challenge and difficulty, and then we struggle with it. So it's like, you know, putting your foot in your mouth and then trying to walk. You can't go very far because you're only on one foot. Um, so it's a, a situation where to get to a point where we actually, how do I say, where we actually open to the fact that we are not the only ones in the universe, that there are three dozen other races of people here in, on, or around the planet that they're rooting for us. Um, most, uh, you know, most of them, there's a couple that are not <clears throat> there. I, I think the, it's like I said before, the reptilians who are at the top said, you know, we're leaving, but that there's another class of people that they were working with 
um, the geneticists are the ones left behind. Um, they're the ones that are thinking, why don't we step in and take over? And that's, so we're not done with the fight. We're not done with the effort to um, work ourselves back into a place of freedom and a place of, uh, of I'm going to say, being free from their uh, tweaking. But you also that is their specialty. <laughs> but, you, but you also asked about because we've talked about being picked up and all that. But the the thing is that it's not over. I mean, they made it very clear yesterday uh -huh. that it's not over. That we're they haven't won, so to speak. That's and, right. Uh, and although it seems very gloomy, like for example, we spoke with someone today who said she knows three person who hasn't gotten the the V thing. I know very few people around me who haven't gotten it. Um, and sometimes uh -huh. when I think, okay, so what could happen and i think well maybe people at some point will wake up start getting detoxed uh start you know seeing how yeah. to 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 go through that detox process and uh reinstating their health that's possible so it's not the yeah. end i just want to say that as well we talked about it as if it's all doom and doom right. with the micronova but it's not correct that's correct that's correct it's not the end we're not we have a long haul ahead of us and so I think we need to laugh a little bit along the way, play, have a little bit of fun, have a little bit of, uh, you know, excitement here and there. I don't know what that would be. We're having an awful lot of excitement that isn't very much fun, <laughs> but we need some that is fun. And um, we need a restoration of hope, of vision, of uh, something that we're working toward. And I think that's really where the hope for the future lies, is in that vision and that um, willingness to say, yeah, let's go build that. Let's go create that.